the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey, looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Welcome to Hour 2 tonight of tonight's Andrea K. Show. On this Tuesday edition, we're going to keep our eyes peels, peeled on this District 4 race here in San Diego. Our friend Amy Reichert is running to replace Nathan Fletcher in District 4 County Supervisors race here. So, um, oh, speaking of which, I see on the, the that Fletcher is seeking $10,000 from the accused over discovery request. Uh, remember his whole sexual harassment that whole situation that ran him out of office uh you know i'll i look forward to when we don't see this person uh, again uh you know who we love to have uh to see and to have on the show it's our good friend gary quackenbush from gq law he's here every tuesday at seven y'all listen to him every day at 2 p.m right here in the word on wealth hello my friend Hello, Andrea. How are you today? Well, I'm good, thanks. By the way, I forgot to mention uh, last hour, I'm so sorry as I'm looking at the footage here, continued prayers for Hawaii. Um, I, I, I just, it's still devastating to see these images. We know that only through, it says 32% of the fire area now has been searched. So continued prayers for everybody in Hawaii. Uh, we'll have Alan from our Salem station in Hawaii call in, uh, in a couple of days to let you guys any, give you guys any updates and any ideas and, and recommendations on how you can help. But for now, it's all about you, GQ. Uh, do you have any wacky laws for us this week i actually have a choice for you do you want to pick on california or texas oh let's pick on texas we hadn't picked on them in a while them and their their texas longhorns and that whole school down there with that bull that comes out they think they're better than lsu come on now let's make fun of texas okay it is and i'll admit some of these i understand completely why they exist it still makes me crack up so in texas it is illegal to ride your horse at night unless it has taillights. <laughs> You're right? making that up. You are making that up. Nope. I got it off the internet. I'm sure it's true. How does a horse have taillights? What are we talking here? You probably put it on the, I don't know where you put it. I would imagine maybe on the back of the saddle or maybe hook it to its tail, little little fanny decoration. I don't know, but it's like, well, this has to be only a, legal to right, ride your, yeah. It, it has to be a fairly new law then because you've got to have the technology to support this law. So this isn't like something that came about in the 1800s. <laughs> I know. It's like, yeah, with a, you have to, 
have a, a little oil lamp hanging off the back of your horse. No, this is probably more <laughs> modern law. Yeah, Texas. And that's, that, so it's pretty progressive. I think you're right. <laughs> well, then, I didn't and, think about an oil uh, lamp or a candle hanging off the tail. I didn't think about that. Well, why would it, I mean, okay, so you're driving your horse at night when only when people only have horses. You're not going to have any collisions that are going to be devastating. And so this, you know, so this must be when there's modern taillights. I mean, literally a quote taillight. Oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> uh, well, and, and the thing is, is that it's like, where are these horses riding at night? Who's out riding a horse in the middle of the night, like and on a paved road? I don't even understand this. This is like. <laughs> oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. <laughs> and and are there not. And are the, 65. Uh, yeah. And are there not like streetlights in Texas? No. I don't know. I don't make this stuff up, okay? Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> hey, you brought the law here. Fault. You're a lawyer. I'm expecting you to make sense of it and to be able to, like, explain this law. Evidently, you can't. Okay. Well, okay, okay, then try this one, okay? This one you can make sense of. But this is pretty reasonable. In Texas, um, it is there's a Texas law that prohibits shooting buffalo from the second story of your hotel. <laughs> Uh, because evidently there was like a scourge of snipers picking off buffalo from hotels i'm sure it was and and, but it would yeah and it probably was happened and maybe that's why you have to have a tail out in your horse so they can tell that it's a horse and not a buffalo oh there you go this is why gq is gq okay he figured it out now maybe you can tell us once and for all was it one shooter did did um lee harvey did lee harvey oswald act alone man you you can figure all this out for us Oh my goodness! Of course he didn't act alone. He 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 was there with his mind. <laughs> Me, myself, and I. That thing, there's at least three people there. Yes, you know that. All right. Oh my goodness! Now we got to so, get. Yeah, the yes. Stuff. Yes. Oh, the serious stuff we got to talk about tonight is just really. Yeah, oh, it is. Now we got to yeah. get into the news you can use because, believe it or not, people, mm-hmm. you really can't use. There's really no no benefit to you to know whether or not you can shoot a buffalo from from your hotel room. Okay, although maybe you need to know that. Maybe that was part of the news you can use. Um, but I reached out to Quack today. Y'all know I mentioned this on last night's show. I was so troubled by. The story uh, coming out involving the blind side, Michael Orr, the football player, the Tui family that took him in, and he he made claims yesterday, filed in court uh, for, I believe, I don't know, I don't know if he actually put a dollar claim on it, but said that he thought he had been adopted. He didn't understand this that he it was a conservatorship, not an adoption, back many many years ago. And that the family raked in millions off of his name and he wants his fair share. The family has responded and said that it was a conservatorship because he was over 18. They couldn't adopt him and they had to do a conservatorship so that he could play ball according to NCAA rules and everything that takes place for him to go to Ole Miss. Here's my take. I think they're lying on both sides. And let me tell you why. Because... Um, I knew that he wasn't adopted when the movie came out. Uh, the story at that point was that, well, we didn't adopt him because he has a mother that he's in communication with. He's over 18, and so he's an adult now. 
Um, I, 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 so that's the, so I think he's lying when he says that he didn't know that he was adopted at that point. Um, he's claiming that now for statute of limitations. I think they're lying that they had to do a conservatorship and they couldn't adopt him because you can adopt an adult in the state of Tennessee. I Googled it. In fact, it's easier to adopt an adult in the state of Tennessee than it is a child. So there's lying going on in both sides. And that makes me very sad. Your thoughts. Well, I, this is one of those things where I don't know whether this is politically motivated, Hollywood motivated, news motivated. The thing is, there's not, you know, we don't know the full story. We never do and stuff like this. And I always am, I'm just never a big fan of 20 years after the fact, somebody comes back and says, oh, my life has been horrible. I've been suffering for the last 14 years. That's why I wrote a book on how horrible his family is. Yep. And, you know, and whether the story is 100% true or 90% true or 50% true, I mean, did, was he benefited by the Tuis and what they did? And, you know, did he know what was going on? I mean, I look, all, all I can look at it from a, from a legal standpoint, you know, from as, a, um, and as an attorney in California, is when, when somebody gets a conservator, um, you know, he was saying, and this is just, I'm literally reading kind of the news headline from the sports magazine. It's like that he didn't know and they forced him to sign a document. Well, I, I don't know how Tennessee is, but I know for a fact in California, if there's a conservator, there is automatically an, an attorney appointed for the proposed conservancy. So if this were California, um, or would have had his an attorney appointed, and they would have had a court inve- a, a private court investigator appointed. The investigator talks to the proposed conservancy, which would have been Michael, and talks to the family and figures out why the family wants to have a conservatorship over Michael. There's a court investigator that would advise the court, yes, it's necessary, no, it's not necessary. The court doesn't do this like, okay, he signed a thing, I'm consenting to conservatorship. They always have appointed counsel. So I don't understand how it could be. Yeah. They forced me to sign and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And according to the Tuies, by the way, uh, his own mother was there at the court proceeding. So, and the the word is, is that they had to do this because um, I, I, for them to say that they couldn't adopt him as an adult is not true. But what could be true is the fact that he, there needed to be a conservatorship because he was going under NCA regulations. He was going to Old Miss and there's all kinds of contract stuff that has to be done. And there needed to be somebody like an, an, an adult, a legal guardian, whatever parental role to deal with his contracts and so i feel like so my take on it my gut tells me that his nfl career ended early um he's had a bunch of babies with a baby mom that he finally married a year ago his book sales aren't going well and he's wanting money and he's looking around going wait why didn't i get a bunch of money from that movie the blind side and maybe that his story was sold by the twoies for too cheap i don't know how that came down um but i feel like this is about to get ugly because somebody's looking backwards and thinking they got a a bad shake when maybe they didn't and it could also be two things can be true at the same time it could be that he didn't get the best deal possible through them but it can also be that they thought that they were doing the best for him at the time i i would agree i mean it and we just don't know the whole story and i don't like after the fact stuff some attorney goes in there and says oh i know how to make money let's force this thing into a settlement 
And the family is alleging today, excuse me for interrupting, they're alleging today that yeah. he that he attorney shopped, that he couldn't find an attorney to take his case, and that basically SJ, the, the son, who he was so close with, um, made a statement yesterday saying, I will always love Michael in 2021, in spite of the fact that in 2021, according to text messages that he says he has, Michael started a campaign to extort $15 million out of the family or or he would go public. So it's really ugly. And we're going to take a break. We come back. I've got some questions immediately that came to mind for me about estate planning. What do you do if you're in this situation and you've gotten close to an 18 year old and do you adopt? Do you do a conservatorship? How do you how do you protect the family? What do you do in these situations? Because a conservatorship doesn't make somebody an heir. So we're going to discuss all this further with Gary Quackenbush when we come back. Don't go away. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. By the way, Gary Quackenbush, my girl Sandy Kenslow, she is always on, uh, right on point. I mean, as soon as I put out anything or question anything, she's got an answer for me. Well, she emailed uh, me about uh, horse taillights. And how they've got these amazing, beautiful lights that fit inside the tail of a horse. And they look pretty phenomenal. So I'm thinking I figured this out myself, that that this is a law... Uh, cooked up by somebody who owns this a business that provides lights that goes into horses' tails. So th- I think we've solved that mystery. Okay, now getting right. back, yes, mystery solved. There, I love that. There we go. Um, so let's get back to this conservatorship situation because. Um, Whatever went down with, I I remember at the time the movie came out wondering, well, you know, they're so close to him. She says she couldn't love him anymore if she birthed him herself. Why didn't they adopt him? Um, To me, it seemed reasonable at the time that the family, you know, that he still had a mother. She was at the court. She was at the courthouse the day that he signed this conservatorship. So tell, let's talk about conservatorships and the value of it. And uh, obviously this was not a good move, I think, for this family. So they, they've got this kid that they brought in or somebody's got somebody close to them that they love. I mean, should they have adopted him? Should they have not done this conservatorship? What do you do in a situation like this? He supposedly thinks he's adopted, which would have meant he was an heir. I mean, what do you do in this situation? Well, a couple of things. This thing about, well, I would, they should have adopted me and then I would have. Well, that's really not true. I mean, the, the heir thing is only if your parents are dead. You're, you're not an heir while you're alive. They're alive. Okay. So he's, he's, t- he's suing them for not adopting or saying that he was tricked because that they didn't adopt him. That wouldn't have made any difference in the royalties or anything because if, if, it was, if, if he was born to them, which is adoption makes it so that they're the same, that puts him in the line of heirship, but they can do a will or a trust and change that anyway. It doesn't matter like I have four uh, children, they're born to me. I don't. I don't have to give any money to my kids. I have a trust. I can do whatever the heck I want. I can give gotcha. it all to charity. I can give it to my school. I can give it all to my best friend. But the thing is, the heirship, the adoption thing. I'm not buying that. That would have been it made any difference in California. It would make zero difference at all. <clears throat> the thing with a conservatorship is, if 
if somebody is going to make legal decisions for somebody in their charge, they have to have some type of authority. Guardianship only works for if you're under 18. Once you're over 18, the only way that you can have like a court-appointed power of attorney is, is, a guardian, is a conservatorship. So a conservator is like a guardianship for an adult. And he would have had to have consented to it or his appointed attorney and the court investigator would have had to have recommended it. So this doesn't happen in a vacuum. They don't run down there and say, judge, this guy signed this. I get to take over his rights. The other thing with a conservatorship is conservatorship is a very broad term. You can get a conservatorship over somebody to control their money and, and, you know, what they do with their money. You can sell their house or buy a house or you can do anything depending on what powers you get under the conservatorship. With the, the financial conservatorship would be over his money and that type of thing, depending on what the conservatorship allowed. The judge could restrict what was done. Okay. The other part of the conservatorship is over the person of the individual, meaning if they got a conservatorship over his person, it would be they could determine who he has a relationship with, who he lives with, where he goes about, where he can live, all that stuff. And that's over, you know, conservatorship over an adult, which I doubt he had that because he could live wherever he wanted to. He had NFL contracts and all that. Right. It sounds like it was a conservatorship over the estate, which is it's just the same as him giving them a power of attorney, except this is a court. It's like a court appointed power of attorney, basically. Well, I, I, I get that the NCAA, he had to have somebody you know, like a as a part of the NCAA rules for his scholarship at, at Ole Miss, that there had to be somebody on his behalf, and they they did this conservatorship. Um, I, I guess the fact that it went on from eighteen to twenty, I think I think ultimately my gut tells me here that when it, in the Michael Orr case that he understood at the time he wasn't adopted, and he trusted them with his conservatorship, and now he's probably lacking in money, and he's got people whispering in his ear telling him you got screwed by these people and now he's trying to rewrite history and claim that he thought he was adopted because you're right you're the only one who said this that it wouldn't have changed anything so the question is whether or not did they skate in 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 their role as a conservator kind of like with britney spears in their role as a conservator did they somehow do something like not share with him everything they're saying they gave him his cut uh like he was a child like SJ and Collins and that he got everything. Um, what do you, what do you want people to know in terms of your clients or potential clients in terms of when it would be appropriate to do a conservatorship here in California or not? The only time it's appropriate to do a conservatorship is if, if, if the individual has, doesn't have capacity, like he literally doesn't have legal or mental capacity to make decisions then you get a conservatorship because you can always avoid a conservatorship. You can avoid a conservatorship with a power of attorney. You can avoid it um, by you know putting money in a trust. There's a lot of ways to avoid a conservatorship. But in California, you get conservatorships over people who are incapacitated. They're determined, they're deemed to have lacked, lacked the capacity to make legal decisions on their own. And so you get a conservatorship over them to be able to care for them. It's a fiduciary responsibility. It's a very high-level responsibility. You can't go about just, you know, messing with them because it's, it could be criminal. So conservatorships, to avoid a conservatorship of yourself 
make sure you have your money in a trust and you have appropriate power of attorney set up while you are competent and can make your own decisions. Because in California, we are only getting conservatorships over people if they are incompetent and can't make legal decisions and we're getting a court order to allow somebody to make their decisions for them. So it's still weird to me that they did a conservatorship. I, uh, uh, I, I, it's there's I there's something that I don't like that he's trying to go back now and have another, you know, um, I because I, I suspect that he's struggling financially, and I, I don't like that he's coming back after all these years. Um, but I also don't like that they. I don't like that the way that they set things up, and and yeah. and I don't know why when his story was sold, he didn't get any money for it. Yeah, so that, I, I don't know that has anything to do with adoption or guardianship or anything because adoption means he's an heir and these people are not dead. Yeah. So I don't get that. Yeah. Well, what I do sense. get is that people need to contact you if uh, they yeah. if they need any kind of advice related to heirship and estate planning. And, and this is an I, – when I first heard this, I thought there there's an aspect of estate planning here because it has to do with somebody close to this family thinking that they've got – that somehow about adoption and heirship. Or is that a word, heirship? What is yeah, it? Airship. Airship? Oh, okay. Yeah. See? I'm almost yeah, as smart yeah, as yeah. GQ. <laughs> you are as smart as me. You're smarter, way smarter. But it's, it, yeah, the airship is like your airship is like you. Like my airship is like my to my father. I'm one of his heirs, and mm-hmm. so my airship would be you know whatever. Okay, all right. It's not like okay. something flying around. All right, GQ. Tell everybody how they can get a hold of you. GQLaw.com. GQLaw.com. All right, my man. Thanks, Have a great week. We'll talk at you later. You too. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We got more to talk about on the other side of the break. So don't go anywhere. And I want to hear from you. 888-344-1170. Are you on Team Michael Orr or Team Tui? Or do you not care? Let us know. 800-344-1170. The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Hey, Andrea. Hi, uh, this is Rich. Uh, I have uh, a couple of great channels on YouTube you really need to check out. Uh, the first one is David Curtin. It's a British politician. Spot on a, on a bunch of stuff. And then the second one is Redacted. And uh, the guys running that are great, too. And they were both... Both uh, channels would be great interviews for you if you get a chance, if you can do it. They're awesome, just like you. Thank you. Thank you for calling in, Rich. I love it when you guys call in and give me suggestions for topic ideas, for guest ideas, or you're also feel free to just rant. If you do go on uh, uh, like a three-minute or so rant, we'll listen to it, but we can't play it on air because it goes on too long. So uh, there's sometimes we get calls from you guys and we may not play it on air. It doesn't mean that we didn't listen to it and appreciate it. So our 24-hour hotline is 844-814-5227. Apparently, I gave out the wrong line number recently <laughs> it's like who you know i'm not used to giving out numbers anymore who is right so you know it's like 
Everybody has phone numbers in their contacts, right? You know, you know, I'm not used to having to give numbers out. Um, there's a controversy kind of brewing on Twitter that I'm kind of involved in, and I want to get your guys' opinion on it. You're two skins. So for the past six, Jenna Ellis is one of the people that was indicted, one of the 19 that was indicted for Georgia. Lynn Wood was not indicted, by the way, and neither was uh, Sidney Powell, my understanding. At least I'm not aware that Sidney was. But it's interesting that Lynn Wood wasn't. He was one of the most vocal people. He's an attorney in Georgia. Speculation is is that he gave up his law license in order to avoid indictments. But uh, just because you've given up, coughed up your law license wouldn't necessarily mean that you wouldn't be criminally charged. So I don't, I don't really know what the story is there. But I do know Jenna Ellis was indicted. Uh, it, it, and she's trending on Twitter right now because earlier today, she and fellow DeSantis, uh, quote, influencers are outraged that Donald uh, reportedly Donald Trump and his pack are not offering to pay her legal defense fees. And the reason supposedly is, according to, I'm just going to say it, my friend John Cardillo, who is uh, one of DeSantis's quote, influencers, is because according to him, she is, quote, complimentary of Ron DeSantis. No, that's not true. For the past six months, I have watched Jenna Ellis, and I've mentioned it here on the show, uh, drag Donald Trump smear him, attempt to smear him and his supporters, including me, as being grifters, cultists, as she as and as she has picked fights with male uh, Trump supporters, then she claims when they punch back on her, she has claimed that she is a victim and then then proceeded to use that to push the false narrative that Trump hates women and all Trump supporters are a bunch of misogynistic pigs. And after doing that for six months now, suddenly she expects Donald Trump and his supporters to fund her legal defense. Do you think Trump should? Do you think it's wrong of Trump to not want to pay her legal defense after she has been dragging him and smearing him for six months? I don't think he owes her that. Donald Trump is not responsible for the deep state going after him and her and the other 19 people. I don't think he owes her that. Do you? Skins, do you think that because she worked for him in the fall of 2020, that that he owes her that after I she... I would it, say that unless it's required, which I don't think it is by the by the pack, that she should have been, been a little nicer. And if someone's not going to be nice to you, why would you assist them? Yeah. Trump is not to blame for the, for the weaponized DOJ. Trump is not to blame for the fact that, she, that this country is now weaponized and that she's in the crosshairs. I think, you know, she was she was posting nasty, vile stuff about him in 2016. He should have never hired her in the first place. That was his mistake. That's what he did wrong. And and and, and it's typical of her. So after spending six months of smearing Trump supporters and then when they punch back claiming to be the victim of Trump supporters and which she then doubled down on her hatred of Trump and Trump supporters. Now she's upset that the people she smeared for six months are not rushing in to cover her legal expenses. And now she's the victim again. I, uh, you know, Jenna Ellis. Is, and I've been saying this for six months before this indictment came down is an opportunistic is an opportunistic 
um, jack wagon. And, and I'm being nice. Uh, I'm going to go to the phones. Ben from La Mesa is on the line, and he wants to talk about this Jenna Ellis situation. Hey, Ben, welcome to the show. Yeah, uh, yeah so my whole thought about Jenna along with the other, you know, like Lynn Wood and people like that is I, I think they believe that if they attack Trump and his supporters that maybe they'll be spared the wrath of the left. But it's kind of like they're not going to be spared. They're just going to be saved for last. Because at the end of the day, they still colluded with him. That's how the left will look at it. They still made themselves filthy by affiliating with him ever. The left seeks to obliterate everyone Mm -hmm. who had a one who had a 1% relationship with Donald Trump. And that's why, you know, they're flooding. You know, it's not just elected officials or lawyers. True. You know, why they're. Well, I also think. Yeah, I I think I think in general, you're right, Ben. we're having a little audio issue with, with you. I, I think you may have the window down. Um, yeah, I think in general, you're absolutely right. There's a whole lot of never Trump rhinos. I think Mike Pence is, is put him right in that category you mentioned of slamming Trump, backtracking on everything he said about the, the fraud in the election in December 2020 because he wants to be spared and it's not going to get him anywhere. With Jenna Ellis, I, I mean, obviously she's an idiot as an attorney. If she thought for the past six months as she was dragging Trump and smearing him that it was going to give her a pass with this weaponized government and she also was so arrogant thinking that you know um, that maybe Ron DeSantis would spare her somehow or that she could smear Donald Trump and that he would rush in to defend her uh, with an uh, with a checkbook so um, memo to anybody out there uh, uh, hire anybody but Jenna Ellis I don't think she's committed any crime in fact you're right about one thing so even after she's been trashing Trump there's even conservative today on the DeSantis team that are trashing her saying well this is what you get even conservatives are doing exactly what you said they're smearing her today and saying well this is what you get uh, for siding along with Trump even after she's trashed him to support DeSantis so it just goes to show it highlights how dumb she is and how dumb any of these never Trumpers are and she should have just kept her mouth shut and she still would have been dragged by the left but she might have Donald Trump covering her legal fees now. Ben, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, in fact, there's DeSantis supporters today and so-called conservatives that are saying, and, and, and I've said, I've engaged with them today and said, while I don't think Trump, you know, owes her to cover the legal fees, um, uh, oh, somebody said today, well, she, you know, she's going to flip on Trump. And I said, okay, so you call yourself a Jenna you know, Ellis defender. And yet you're saying that, you know, gleefully she might flip on Trump. Well, now you're saying that she's committed a crime because how can she flip on Trump if she hasn't committed a crime? So there's just, you know, I've been astounded today by the conservatives, so-called conservatives that hate Trump so much that and they that they have absolutely no grasp on what's happening legally no grasp of what's happening politically in this country no idea and they're such useful idiots so full of hate for trump an irrational hate for trump including jenna ellis her absolute irrational hate for trump and now after three the past three weeks of, of dragging Trump and calling him and us grifters that he dared to use any donations to pay for legal fees is now complaining that he's not using those donations to cover her legal fees. I can't think of a bigger idiot 
than Jenna Ellis today. And if I was Trump, I'd be telling her to pump sand. He's fighting for his life against people like her. Final segment of tonight's Andrea K. Show coming up. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Donald Trump has indicated that he's not back. Not only is he not backing down, he says that he's got a report that he is going to reveal next week about the Georgia election fraud that took place. He says that will completely exonerate him. He's not backing down. And you know what else he needs to be doing? And his attorneys, by the way, we have uh, Christine uh, uh, Bob, who's going to be on the show tomorrow night. One of Trump's attorneys will be here. Um, We're going to ask her about that. And we're also going to ask her about whether or not there's going to be any filings related to the fact that, 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 you know, here Donald Trump is being accused of trying to overturn an election, that there was no fraud. Meanwhile, we've got more and more information coming out regarding the Gateway Pundit's revelations, their investigation into fraud that took place. An arrest was made in October of 2020 in Michigan, in Muskegon. Uh, I've already told you guys the background of it. This woman's dropping off around 10,000 phony ballots in a town that only has 30,000 residents and same signatures, bad addresses. She was arrested. She was sent to... to um, Chicago or somewhere, and then uh, somebody was like, why did you let her go? She copped to it. Uh, they tried to get her, um, exp- uh, what is it called? Ex- not expedited. Um, uh, where somebody gets brought back. Ex- yeah, I think it's, it's not expedited. Anyway, um, well now, uh, and then I then we knew that it was handed over to the FBI and it was buried. We now understand more about the, it being buried. Um, the initial clerk, Ann Meish, who handed over the investigation, said she no longer, she talked to Gateway Pundit, she said she no longer has possession or control of any of the voter registration applications in question or even a copy of the material. She told Gateway Pundit, I'm not allowed to talk. I gave all the files to law enforcement and I truly don't have any access to them. Um, she says, I can't talk. I've been instructed not to talk about this because it's an ongoing investigation. It's not being handled by just the Muskegon Police Department. It's being handled, quote, by a higher law enforcement agency. Uh, a Captain Tim Bohorski um, uh admitted who the higher law enforcement agency was who was stonewalling the investigation and sealing all the evidence from public view and he said it was the FBI he said good luck trying to get anything out of them they won't even talk to us or give us any update on the case I ask for updates and they can't they don't provide anything he says he also couldn't comment on the details of the ongoing investigation so the FBI has been stonewalling this Joe Biden did not win the 2020 election. And everything since then has been about trying to cover it up. And shame on the Republican Party. Shame on Ron DeSantis and Jenna Ellis spending the last six months to nine months piling on Trump. Now wondering where her defense is. Let me let me tell you, Jenna Ellis and everybody else. Trump, it's not Trump. It's not Trump's fault why you're on the receiving end of an indictment today. It is a U.S. government, and since you decided to join Ron DeSantis' team, you and Ron DeSantis and the rest of the Republican Party hasn't given a crap. The reality is, it's not about Trump, it's not about you or any of the other defendants. This is about a takeover of the United States of America. 
This is about communist. And instead of the spending the last six months bagging on Trump, you should have been recognizing that. This is about this is about America and America being under threat. And you should have been doing your part since the, all these indictments came down to try to stop that and try to speak up against that instead of joining in and piling on against Trump. Trump is the victim here. You're one of the victims. Trump is not to blame. And everybody who piles in to try to blame President Trump here is part of the problem. That includes Ron DeSantis's team. And if I'm sitting back and I'm Donald Trump, it's America that's under assault. He's one of the victims. And I'm looking at it and going, this co-person over here, he, and, and by the way, he doesn't owe anybody that he hired to do a job, anything except payment. I do understand, supposedly, that, that Bernie Carrick is saying that, that Trump did not pay uh, Giuliani for his legal efforts in 2020. That's the only thing Donald Trump owes anybody, is to pay them for a job that he hired them to do. He is not to blame for the fact that anybody is being indicted according to those efforts. And she should be screaming like a, a, a stuck pig against them, not against Trump. Because as long as we have people thinking that this is about Trump, 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 they're part of the problem. This is about America. This is about all of us down the road being indicted by a communistic state if we dare to speak out against the tyranny. And she needs to be not calling out Trump. She needs to be calling out Ronna McDaniel, who took in $400 million to supposedly fight this deal and didn't spend any of it. Where is she? Where is the RNC in terms of paying legal bills? That's what I want to know. Now, Mike Lindell supposedly has, tomorrow's the 16th, yes? Supposedly Mike, yes. Supposedly Mike Lindell is having a two-day big event that has to do um with it's the 16th and the 17th it's his election summit um kim yader sent this to me it's uh, go to lindellevent.com uh, they have not been giving out any of the details of what mike lindell is going to be sharing because the last time lindell gave out any of the details uh they took down his event and sabotaged it so just to let you guys know um, it's lindellevent.com, lindellevent.com. Um, I think my friend Kim Yader actually has, um, I don't know if it's free. I'm not sure why there would be any kind of code that you would use. Um, oh, you get access to the event with referral Kim code. Uh, referral code Kim. So go to lindellevent.com and use referral code Kim so that you can access the event tomorrow uh, for Lindell. So it's the 16th and 17th. She doesn't give me times here for when the event is, but all that should be on uh, the event, lindellevent.com. All right. So on tomorrow night's show, um, like I said, we've got uh, Christina Bob who's going to be here. Uh, we also have Financial Thought Doctor is going to be here. We will be talking about the economy. Uh, I'm sure you're not worried about it at all because according to Joe Biden today, we have the strongest economy in the world. Skins, please play clip three. Today is not hyper. We have the strongest economy in the world. And you're looking at me a little skeptical, but I promise you, check it out. The strongest economy in the world. What does that mean, Skins, the strongest economy in the world? 
uh, are we are we supposed to be okay with paying five sixty five a gallon of gas in San He's Diego? Out of his mind. Yeah, I, I, I guess the takeaway. Why, why is he talking about the rest of the world? Almost seventy dollars at the pump today, so I don't know what he's talking about. Right. How much did you pay a gallon? Oh, it was in in my neck of the woods. It was close to five fifty. Yeah. And you're not in the most, you're not where, where ga- gas is actually a little bit less in your area. I'm 565 in my area. This is what it is in San Diego County. And he's trying to tell, oh, the, ours is the strongest economy in the world. I guess because we're not living like the poorest of the poor in Mumbai, India. I guess we're supposed to be really grateful that we can't afford to feed our kids. Here's what Senator Kennedy had to say about this. Leave it to my man, Kennedy. Clip five. I'm also sorry that the American people are going through uh, through through the, through Bidenomics. Bidenomics is pretty simple. It's just bigger government, more spending, and uh, higher prices. And in, I've said this before. At least in Louisiana, inflation is gutting my people like a fish. Um, my people are getting really good at barely getting by, and in uh, in America. You shouldn't have to take an early distribution from your retirement account or sell blood plasma in order to go to the grocery store. Yeah. And let me tell you, with family and friends in Louisiana, their price of gas per gallon is less. But but uh, the inflation is still killing them down there because their you know incomes are less. It's devastating. And we're going to talk to a financial thought doctor about that, give you guys an economic update and some news you can use on that front. Christina Bob, Trump's attorney, will be here at the first part of the hour tomorrow. So come on back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. In the meantime, follow me on all the socials. Email me at andreakshow.com. Don't forget our 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. And don't forget, if you miss any part of the show, check out our podcast. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.